Blog Talk Radio. That's my level. Yeah. I guess I go ahead and speak my mind. The devil is alive, creeping from behind. Propaganda and scandals are one of a kind. But they know some shades, quick to close the blinds. Claim they missed it, as if they were frozen in time. But I'm professional, DeMar DeRozan with lines. Not speaking slam dunking, too short to grab the rim, but raw enough to put the funk in. Boy, I smash a pumpkin. Oh, Halloween, dressed up as MC3, cause ain't no future in your front end. Yeah, and that's how it is. Crazy world, do your best to raise your kids, your little boys and girls, cause they are your true reflections, they strapped with a powerful mind for protection, that come free, homie, this ain't the free land, I just ask God to give me the strength, the three men. Traveling in Chi-Town, so we took the Sunday off. We got a great show for y'all tonight, y'all. It's going to be a jam-packed show. We got a lot of information to cover. We got our good brother, our good friend, Dr. Aleem L. Bay, is going to be joining us at the 6.30 mark. Uh, We're going to be discussing Africa, the source of all religions. Africa, the source of all religions. So tell a friend, tell a relative, get your pen and pad. And make sure y'all be ready to get it in with Dr. Aleem El Bay. It's been a minute since we had the good doctor on the show with us, so we look forward to having him here in the next 30 minutes. So make sure y'all get ready for that. Uh, our hot topic for tonight, y'all pretty much know what time it is already as far as that's concerned. We're going to be digging into this whole South Carolina terrorist act by this little kid they call Ruth. Uh, we're going to dig into that. 
Uh, and then I want to talk about the sermon that I heard this morning while I was watching TV, which I try not to do too much, but I was uh, watching TV this morning and I heard the sermon by the, one of the ministers from the church. And uh, the words that he said, were, were, while they weren't surprising or shocking, to me it was just disheartening to hear the rhetoric that this man was speaking from the pulpit. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get the show started, let's bring in the queen and the insightful hour herself, Miss Queen Rhythm. Peace, beloved. What's going on? Peace. Everything is great. How are you? I'm doing excellent, man. Another weekend of traveling, but it's all good. I'm, I'm here, ready to rock and roll. All right, where you go? Actually, I was in uh, Cleveland. I just got home from Cleveland, Ohio. I was in Cleveland for my wife's uh, 20th class reunion for high school, and uh, it was cool meeting some of her high school buddies. It was a good experience, and we had a good time out there, man. It was real, real cool. So what was your weekend like this weekend in Chi-Town? What's going on in the city? Um, A whole lot. <laughs> Too many things. And everybody's birthdays are right together. So my son's birthday was Friday. And um, a couple of friends' birthdays um, were Thursday and then yesterday. So, you know, doing that type of stuff. Um, and actually did not... For the first time, I think, I really think this is the first time, did not get to spend my son's birthday with my son. Wow. Weird. He dissed you, you for his pops? Well, he didn't have much of a choice because he kept talking about how he was going to come over, but um, he had three basketball games on Saturday. And then, you know, he ended up, like, after school or whatever, going out to eat with his father. So, you know, and then had because he had those three basketball games early in the morning in Romeoville, he didn't come over Friday night. <clears throat> he didn't come over Saturday night. And today is Father's Day, so it was one of those weekends, I guess. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, Thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't really get into the holidays here, but we do show love for the brothers and sisters on this day, or especially, you know, Father's Day as well as Mother's Day in, uh, in May. So thank you for that. And uh, let's get into our hot topic, man. First off, we want to start the show off by sending our love, condolences, good energy, prayers, and just thoughts to the non-victims who were shot down in cold blood. By this terrorist, this domestic terrorist, this this devil. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I mean, we can't sugarcoat it or call it nothing else. It is what it is. The media wanted to make it, you know, like it was something else. The president of this country, Mr. Barack Obama, came on and called a man a suspect. He wouldn't even call him a terrorist. He wouldn't call him a thug. He wouldn't call him a hooligan. He called him a, a suspect. But yet... He called our young babies in Baltimore thugs and hoodlums for going in CVS and, 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 and stores and looting. But that's another show. But I had to bring that up. But we're going to call this guy what exactly what he's a domestic terrorist who went into a church. So if you've been living under the rock and haven't you know, heard what happened, he went into um, Mother of Emmanuel Church in Charleston, China, on Wednesday night during their Bible study sat in there for approximately an hour, and then he just stood up and started open fire 
opened fire and killed nine people, injured a few others. Um, so before we get into any questions, because the main question of the, of the hot topic I want to ask people, do we think he should be forgiven? I know how I feel. I, I, I'm, I, I can bet anything that I own, I know how Sister Rhythm feel, but I want to at least give people an opportunity to ask, answer this question as well. But before we ask that question, I just wanted to, to get Sister Rhythm's thoughts. Uh, where were you at when you heard this had taken place, and what was your thoughts when you seen how everything had went down with this uh, with this terrorist? Um, I was actually at work and saw something that you posted. <laughs> so I didn't even hear it, like, on the news in the morning or whatever. Um, and... Like, actually, after I, and what you posted, like, I still didn't know what you were talking about because I hadn't heard about it. So then I actually, you know, went and did some research and found out what you were talking about. Um, and, I mean, it's definitely not surprising. I think a lot of these things that have been going on, um, as usual, are, diversions, you know, to divert our attention away from um, some plans that they're making behind closed doors. But uh, a lot of the things that I'm seeing really are, uh, I don't know, I guess stuff that I just expected anyway. I think um, what I saw you post was you wonder what Obama is going to, if Obama is going to call dude a terrorist or you know, if he's going to say, call him a thug, like he did the kids in um, Baltimore. And my first, I mean, without even knowing about it, my first thought was no. I mean, and then you just said he didn't. You know what I'm saying? So all of that is is so typical. Um, I think it is also a part of their plan to, like, keep this, um, like, keep this, these racist things going back and forth, um, you know. So this is what we are talking about, not really necessarily paying attention to what it is they are really about to drop on us. Um, I don't know. He definitely is considered, I mean, to me, that's worse than what the kids did in Baltimore, personally. I mean, because he had no reason to even do it. And I saw this other video of his so-called best friend, who's a black boy. And well, he was, did you see that? Did you see that I was video? so disturbing on so many levels, but go ahead, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he he actually defends the duel, but then tells everybody that that's not what he said he was going to do to begin with. So I feel sorry for those people because... He was. He said he was going for the school, and it's just like, okay, is this a, a Manchurian candidate? What the hell is going on? <laughs> and then you have to have the black boy back him up. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it is very disturbing and kind of so disturbing that I almost rather remain clueless uh, to to what's going on because of all the um, senseless things that or things that, you know, potentially will make everybody angry by seeing the response to this. You you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't like to be mad. I don't like to be sad. It's just 
some things I might try to avoid. And this almost seemed like one of them, you know. Uh, like, I don't even want to hear anymore. <laughs> I mean, because whatever they say is going to piss me off. Right. So, I totally agree. I and let, and let me say this, what? man. To give it for what? Like, fuck exactly. him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't say it any, any. I couldn't even. I'm sorry. I apologize for <clears throat> saying that, but it, I. that's just the emotions talking. <laughs> uh, I, I, totally, I totally understand, and I feel the same way. That's why uh, when I heard, and that's why this question came up, because we were going to talk about this tonight anyway for the hot topic. But when I heard the sermon, I can't remember the reverend's name. They had this, the whole thing on all the major news networks this morning, the first service uh, live from, uh, you know, Mother of Emmanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And when I heard the message of the pastor, I don't know if he was a pastor. He had to be a sister because I believe the pastor was one of the nine that was killed. This guy had to be an assistant minister there, but I guess he was in charge now. But he opens up his sermon, you know, thanking everybody for the well wishes and the cards and the emails and the calls of the, you know, for, for checking on the families of the nine victims. I say, okay, great, great. Then this guy says, we want to thank the FBI. We want to thank the CIA. We want to thank the local police department, the governor. We want to thank the United States government, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay. What is this? What's really what's really going on? So he gets into his sermon, and uh, I believe his text was from Psalms, and he was talking about no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and how the people are going to love, they're going to forgive, and how people you know can't believe that the families that went to the hearing said that they they're going to forgive him and they're going to pray for him and they're going to hope that Jesus fills his heart and um and, and saves him before you know his days on this earth are numbered. I mean, it was just a sermon of just rhetoric. Like, my wife was laughing because everything that he was saying, I was saying it five or six seconds before he even said it. And she was like, you really you really know what he about to say? I'm like, man, I have been in church my whole life. You know that the types of things that they're going to say in these types of situations. And it just disturbed my spirit so much that we are, you know, so forgiving for these types of things. And I'm just sorry, man, if you kill anybody in my family, whether close, or far, you know what I'm saying, my closest relative or my furthest relative. And I'm not. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just not built like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm just not built like that. I, I, I mean, it's just so frustrating. But I wanted to open it up and have the people answer the question. Would you be forgiven of this dude, Ruth, if he killed one of your family members? We got a couple hands raised up, but um, let's go to this number, 111-111. So this is an unknown caller, so call a station name. You're on the Insightful Hour. Call us, state your name, you're in the insight for hour, one 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 one, it's an unknown number. Hello. Okay, maybe they hit one by mistake, but they raised their hand. Let's go to I believe this is Tuli Do, uh Toledo, Ohio, four one nine nine six one, four one nine nine six one. Call us, state your name, you're in the insight for hour. Man, it's Mr. Black Tastic, man. How you gonna tell me? See, look, look at, look at, see, look at, look at Mr. Black Tassigo coming in incognito, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and yeah. we ain't heard from this brother in a couple of months. What's going on, Black Tassig? How you feeling, Elder? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering really quick, and I'm thankful for that and just letting that sunshine hit that vitamin D on that, that, that fake angle I got, you know how it is. Right, we want to we wanna give thanks to the Elder Y'all that didn't know, we mentioned on the show a few times, Brother Ed was out a commission. 
brother had reconstructive ankle surgery, man, so he's recovering. I had a chance to go see him this weekend. I hadn't been able to see my elder in a couple of weeks because of my traveling, and I felt bad. So I was like, I got to go over there and see him. So we had a chance to hang out Friday, had a chance to chill and, you know, eat together and commune as brothers. So it was it was a good good time to spend with him. Saw some of the family over at the flea market, sister my aunt, brother Kai, you know what I'm saying, and some of the brothers, brother Phil. So it was good to see my, my Columbus family, man. It was good connecting. So let's get, let's get into it, Tass. We got the we got the dream team back together. So man, what's your take on this whole South Carolina match, man? Would you be forgiven of this roof cat, this domestic terrorist? Man, you know the answer to that, man. Is 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 how can they forgive themselves for even bringing forgiveness into this this this, this such madness and demonic uh, deed that this cracker pulled off? I mean, I mean, we at this day and age where. Um, when strangers even come amongst us, how can we not be curious and leery that our, we are, I mean, these people are considered themselves to be high spiritual beings. Now, you mean there was no one that discerned a demonic spirit amongst us, dude, but they embraced the devil right in their midst for over an hour. And, mm. and, 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 and then, then, then they want to be forgiving us some shit like this. But then, the, the the bottom of it is where is this something I, I want to ask them a question you always sum up well God don't make noise what, what part did God play in this your mm. God that you your Jesus that you said that you love because it's a forgiving factor right is he forgiving did he have an act of hand in this y'all yeah, have to be crazy man I think it's time for people to wake the hell up I mean, they. Right. I mean, you 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 can be so foolish and blind in in in, in your religion that you, you're not dealing with the spirituality because now y'all being um um outside damn mind and don't don't even even realize what you sound like, what you look like. You think that 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 white boy care? He drove mm-hmm. three hours away after he killed all them people. Only one mm-hmm. that has some sense in the whole church was a five-year-old that played dead. That's ain't right. No way, ain't no way in the world I'm gonna sit up in there with someone. I, man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable in church when I was going to church when we used to have visitors. When we was at church, we had visitors. That's why the majority of churches I know they go embrace visitors even before the summer start. You embrace mm-hmm. visitors or people, strange people. I mean, you don't let them sit there for an hour and and and, and no men in the church. I mean, and 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 not be close by and keep the eye on, on something you've never seen before. It just don't seem right that y'all love Jesus that much that your spirit allows you to block out the devil right in your midst. And see, and I'm glad you said that, Ed, because. This ties into what Aileen is going to talk about tonight, Africa, the source of all religions. And it's like, okay, are we this wrapped up into our religion where we can't feel the energy of, of, of the devil, of the enemy, in our presence, and knowing that he's going to bring us harm? Like, we, we set all of that energy off to be able to feel those types of things? Like, are you serious? And here's the other yeah. part. You said the most important thing. The five-year-old baby was the smartest person in the room. And not, and not to talk badly about those people that are gone and, and we're not doing that in no shape before, but this baby had the, the common sense 
what I'm saying? She had not been indoctrinated to the point to where she was going to, you know what I'm saying, do something that was outside of her common sense. She played dead. She yeah. was wounded. But she is the only one, you know what I'm saying, that survived that attack that was struck by this, 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 this devil. You know what I mean? The baby had the most sense in the whole room. And, it, and here's the other part that really just threw me for a loop. When they said, Rhythm mentioned it, his good friend, one of his best friends is a little brother, how he said that, oh, he didn't mean to do it, he's not racist, he he didn't intend to shoot up the church, he was going to shoot up the school. What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Like, like how is that supposed to make us feel better knowing that his initial plan was to shoot up the college and not shoot up the church? Does that still not make him a devil? Does that still not make him an enemy of black people? You know what I mean? So we got to just really wake up. That's why I am so glad we're having this discussion with Dr. Aleem. So maybe we, we, you know, a lot of our religious people, man, when I left the church years ago, and people know, I still go to church from time to time with my relatives and family. You know what I'm saying? I have, you know, God brothers and cousins that are pastors, and I go to their church and visit when I'm at home sometimes. I don't have nothing against church, but I'm not a, a, a willing participant of church every Sunday. I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I will never be there, to be quite honest. However, are we that caught up in our religion to where we stop thinking you know what I'm saying? Common, common sense-wise. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. You know, and that's why I got to big up the Nation of Islam, and I'm going to ask this to Rhythm, and then we're going to open back up the phone lines. If anybody got anything they want to add in, 619-393-2813, 619-393-2813. And I mentioned this as well on, on social media, Rhythm. Now, me and you being from Chicago, you stay right around the corner from Miles and Miriam, and you know every time I come home, I stop by the mosque, you know what I'm saying? To grab a final call to support the brothers. You know what I'm saying? They don't know I don't eat the bean pies, but I get a couple papers to support the brothers. And even when you go in there to get a paper, you getting patted down. You know what I'm saying? Let alone if you going in there to an actual mosque. But you getting patted down. I went over to Salam's last Friday to get some jewelry um, from Sister um, from from Sister Kim, and and the minister was upstairs speaking about the the, the 20 year anniversary, the Million Man March, and I told the brothers. I'm not coming to hear the speech. I got to go to another engagement. I'm just coming to pick up some jewelry for the sister. They said, brother, you still got to get pat down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't care what you coming in here for. The fact that you coming in, you getting patted down. So, and, and, and this was my question that I posed. I said, he, like, now this white boy said he's a racist. He hates black people. They want their country back. Black men is raping their women and all this foolishness. Now, if, if I'm a white man, if I'm going to go anywhere to afflict pain on black people, the nation of Islam will be my first stop simply because they preach that the white man is the devil. But the white man in this instance shows you how big of a coward he is. He doesn't go to the nation of Islam. He goes to a church full of black people that are docile. Why would they never try and do that to the nation of Islam, Sister Rhythm? That was the question I posed. Well, I mean, he wouldn't have got through the door without them that's it. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd have to be a black person coming in and having something, uh, <laughs> having something really well in order to make something like that happen. And, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I guess, too, like, because um, there's always been this turn the other cheek philosophy with Christianity. You know, it's never mm-hmm. been like that with Islam. And 
I mean, I'm not saying that's why he chose to be where he was. You know, I it, it's, it's just, it's kind of crazy, like, how the whole story unfolds. And that's why I just keep going back to the, like, okay, who sent him there to do that at this particular time? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this, is, this is wag the dog or something. Like, you know, not mm-hmm. that it didn't actually happen, but because pe- people are being sacrificed for, you know, this media foolery is disgusting. Like, really. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, it couldn't it couldn't happen because mm-hmm. the nation of Islam is more prepared for things like that. Which Correct. just and, says and we need to be more prepared. Exactly. And that and that was my whole point with that with that question. And I had pastors and ministers coming on my post going ham. You know what I'm saying? No, we ain't the nation of Islam. We don't hate white folks, yada, 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 yada. We don't do this, we don't do that. I'm like, look, man, especially y'all black churches right there in Chicago, like y'all need to pay Minister Farrakhan to bring in the fruit of Islam to show y'all cats how to protect our women and children, man. Because if these cats is coming into our churches and they know it's open season, this is like like, like the ancient Egyptians said, brother, it is nothing new under the sun. They were blowing up our churches back in the 60s. Now they're just walking in in broad daylight on Bible study and just going ham like they're at the shooting, like they're at the gun range. So if we're not going to protect our men and children, our, our women and children, then we really need to contemplate, you know, letting these pastors know we're going to still do church, which is fine. That's everybody's opinion. But we need to let these pastors know we're not doing church like this unless you bring in some serious training and we protect our women and children because you're not willing to protect our women and children then we don't need to be following nothing that you're saying. Plain and simple, man. We we really don't. It's 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 it's, it's utterly ridiculous, man. When I see how you know we still sheeple out here, man. We still follow this doctrine. We still you know the only people on the planet that pray to a god that don't look like us. And the minister said that in the sermon several times. We go wait on Jesus. We go pray to Jesus. You know, Jesus was proactive. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus wasn't a Christian. He was a Jew. But he was proactive. He went out in the streets and did the work. You know what I'm saying? But yet we still have that savior mentality. We waiting on somebody to come save us when God has equipped us with everything to save ourselves. Jesus told y'all, you will do greater things than I, but you still waiting on him. Like, that's the part that just baffles me, man. It's like, are y'all reading y'all own book? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up and amped up tonight, but I just get frustrated with, you know, I, I, I turned 38 years old two weeks ago, and I could have swore I'm hearing the same stuff that I heard when I was seven to eight years old. Like, 30 years, ain't nothing changed. Like, seriously? Like, come on, y'all. We have an open enemy. The enemy has declared they hate us, and that's fine. I'm cool with that. But I'm sick of black folks thinking that we don't have an enemy, and we still go sing Kumbaya. Like Malcolm said, stop singing and start swinging, man. Let's open the phone lines back up. Dr. Aleem Elbey is ready to come in. Uh, we're going to get a song break. But I'm going to let this one call and see if they're ready to get in. An unknown number. Call it from the unknown number that press 1. you got a question or comment you want to get in on the hot topic before we switch topics. Okay. They still they still don't want to talk. So I'm going to go to Brother Ed and Sister Rhythm. Any closing remarks on this hot topic before we take a quick song break and bring in Dr. Aleem? Well, hey, sister, I, I didn't get to say greetings to you, and I apologize, even though I did sneak in the back door. 
I don't know who's at the control, but they should have recognized the number, but you know how it is. Hey, but for real, um, it was brought to my attention that in, in the state of South Carolina, they don't have a law that's on the books about hate crimes. Are, are you familiar with that? That there's nothing that sub- subjects um, local or state law the hate crimes. That's why the federal government had to come in and investigate it as a hate crime other than, um, I mean, because they don't take the, the federal government to come in to justify a hate crime when you have everything that's um, state-run or your, your other criminal investi- uh, uh, investigation organization. But, um, I mean, it's tragic that we live in a day and age where black folks are still... Um, can be this forgiving in an incident like that. And I, and I don't even understand what level of forgiveness that they have in their heart. But my heart, I don't even know if I could even um, even stomach it to the point where forgiveness would even be on my heart, my mind, or my tongue. I couldn't mm-hmm. feel it. I could say it. And, I, and I'm just being honest. There's no way in the world I could do it. But, I mean, if those people... Have, and, and it, I think they say it more than they believe it to themselves. I mean, I mean, true forgiveness is true forgiveness. But how can mm-hmm. I mean this a, a truly act of, of of something that I don't know if you under that mind control thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this 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 is something that um, the average person, if you explain to them um, the origin of how these things happen. And the causes that will make people do these things, they wouldn't believe you. So we can't. We'll we'll leave that to Lean Bay, man. We don't break it down as to the psychological and the the mental um, aspect of people that are under that mind control that that have handlers and and, and that make them do these things. But me, personally, I don't care what anybody else says. No. Me, brother, and black. No, there is no forgiveness in this whole thing. Not in my heart. Exactly. Exactly. None of it. None of it. Exactly. And my thing is, even if I was willing to forgive, it wouldn't be two days or one day after. Like you ain't even getting these people. These people haven't even had time enough to grieve, but they're saying they're forgiving because this is the doctrine that they've been indoctrinated with their whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody do you wrong, you may eventually get around to forgiving them, but it ain't going to be the next day or the same day. Like, you have to have some time to, 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 to let that thing sink in and, and live with it for a minute. But they just come flat out, oh, we forgive them. We forgive them. I'm like, okay, all right. Sister Rhythm, anything in closing, because it's 630, we're behind schedule, but it's all good. Anything in closing about our hot topic for tonight, and then we're going to take this quick song break. Well, just, you know, very quickly, it's, you guys said everything, um, really, you know, and I I think there's a whole lot more to what happened and, you know, what we actually even finding out about. Just It's just it's a lot of craziness, and it seems like it's hitting us from so many different angles. Like, they are literally trying to get under people's skin and make them um, angry uh, so that there could be some type of reaction. Is what it seemed like to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
so then we could be looked at as the victim <clears throat> um, when it was something that was done to us. You you know what I'm saying? Like right. part of starting the whole fire. So right. yeah, we we just really need to pay attention to what's going on, and I mean not definitely understand you know like who that evil is. You know what I'm saying? When it's right in front of you. Instead of turning the yep. other cheek and not noticing what's going on around you, you know? Exactly, exactly. When it's 632, we're going to take a quick song break. I just hit Aline. He's ready to rock and roll. And we're going to be right back with this song. We're going to get into shout-out to my good brother, Brother Dawa, a brother who uh, I was introduced by Sister Rhythm. He's been on this show several times. Y'all know he's an activist brother in the streets in the community in Chicago doing good work, but he's also a musical artist. And this is a song that um, he always, you know, <clears throat> plays when he comes on the show. So I wanted to play this for y'all tonight. This song is called Your Time Is Coming. This is Brother Dawah, and we'll be right back on Insightful Hour. Your time. 
Brother Dawa out of Chicago, Illinois. Y'all go check that brother out. Check out his music. Whitey, your time is coming. Powerful, powerful record by that brother, man. This is Brother Insight. We are back on the Insightful Hour in the building. We just had a very, very heated and amped up hot topic. But uh, we got another great topic that we're going to discuss tonight. Africa, the source of all religion. And uh, we're going to get into that conversation right now with my good brother, my good friend, the original, the very first guest on the Insightful Hour. I owe a debt of gratitude that I will never, ever be able to repay to him and his beautiful wife, Sufi Kadira El Bay. Welcome back to the Insightful Hour, y'all. <laughs> Dr. Aleem El Bay. What's going on, family? Peace, peace. How y'all doing tonight? We doing good, man. Let me get Brother Ed back in here and Sister Rhythm so they can say what's up to the God. Go ahead, right. Sister Rhythm. Please, glad to have you back on the show No doubt, no doubt Appreciate y'all having me back And also I want to say happy Father's Day to everyone Even though we might not necessarily uh, acknowledge the so-called holiday Or the one day out of the year We know that we are Fathers 365 plus more Um, But the thing is is that, um, you know, it still feels good when someone says it to you It makes you, you know, um, have that acknowledgement, you know so, um, yeah, tonight's topic is um, the African um, origin of religion or the source of all religions. Um, but I do want to say something about um, picking, I guess, camel backing off what y'all just talked about as yeah, far as yeah. I, um, this. But, yeah, what was your whole take on that? Because anybody that knows Dr. Arlene, he's in North Carolina, which is the neighboring state to South Carolina. So, You've been closer yeah. to the situation than we are here in the Midwest. So what was your take right, on right. this? Actually, we, this actually we're less than two action. hours away. Right, actually we're less than two hours away from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, okay. All right. So um, first off, of course, we know that Emmanuel AME Church is the oldest AME Church in the South. Now, who founded that church? Well, it's Denmark Vesey. And that day, Wednesday, not only was it a um, eve of. Um, Islamic Ramadan, you know, the start of the fast, which would be Saum um, in Arabic, it is also the anniversary of the planned slave revolt that he organized out of that church. Well, right. you, you might have to say that again. I don't think yeah. they listen, Sam. You might have to say that again. <laughs> Demag Vesey founded that church, all right? And that day, that Wednesday, this past Wednesday, was the anniversary of that planned slave revolt that he put together and organized from out of that church, out of that very same church. Mm-hmm. All right? 
Now, um, the pastor um, of the church, um, Clementa um, Pickney, he was a Democratic state senator in South Carolina. And there was a vote getting ready to come up about gun control. The first thing that President Barack Obama states um, when mentioning um, the tragedy that happened in South Carolina is we need gun control. Now, obviously, um, I would say that Brother Pickney or Reverend Pickney was not down with that. <laughs> All right? Um, we also found out that he was the person who was giving Walter Scott's family spiritual um, you know, guidance and consolation, you know what I'm saying, following the murder of their son at the hand of Officer Michael um, Slagger on um, April the 4th. You know, so these are just some of the little tidbits that I just want to add into the conversation. And now we can begin with the regular scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow. (laughs) He just came and bodied the show in like 60 seconds flat. But we definitely going to have a follow-up, and I'm going to definitely bring you back just to build on that topic alone because we definitely got to, gotta, um, you know, let these, you know, dots keep connected because, like Sister Rhythm said, it's some other fishy stuff going on. We don't see it right. all right now in service, but it's definitely going to come to light, you know what I mean? But uh, before we get into the main topic, man, just let me check on my brother. How have you been doing, brother? How have you and the Queen been doing, man? What's been going on with Dr. Arlene Mel Bay here recently? No, we're doing well. We're doing well. We're building this healing retreat here in North Carolina where people can come down and practice Reiki, Qigong, Tai Chi, Pranic Healing, other energy modalities, martial arts, and different other things. Um, you know, uh, matter of fact, even weaponry um, soon, um, gun range, as well as also um, archery. So... Um, we doing our thing, you know, um, as far as that's concerned. Um, we're not playing um, as far as um, being prepared just in case, you know. Um, there's no turning the other cheek over here. All right, so um, that's just as plain as it is. Um, we also have the documentary Blow that's getting ready to come out. Blow yes. is dealing with um, exploring human consciousness through the science of breath. Um, it is myself, Brother Panic, um, Brother Tim Owen Moore, who's um doctor in psychology um, uh, and professor, um, as well as also um, Professor Wayne Chandler and um, Brother Sirius Healer and many, many, many more. Um, is Dr. Is Dr. Be, Cobber in there? Yes, Brother Cobber is um, with yeah. us, um, as well as also Brother Infudishi, um high priest Ooh. of the um, Metronetra and Comedic um, 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 System. Um, as well as many more. So I shoot if, if I if I had the whole list, <laughs> all right. Um, it, it's definitely amazing, you know, of um the brothers and sisters that have come aboard in order to definitely um speak about the realness because that's the only realness there is. We can debate about history, religion, all day and all night, but um stop breathing for three minutes and watch you ain't got no more history nor um um any more debates. <laughs> And you damn sure ain't worrying about religion. All right, so let's get to the most important aspect of life, and that's the breath itself. But before we do that, so we do that Ali, when is, when is Blow? Do y'all have a release date for Blow yet? No, nah, we're still working on it. Uh, right now, okay. I'm just be doing the interviews and be going around the country getting um, everybody's perspective. So we already started that off. Uh, we have brother, um, we have Dr. Tim Owen Moore's um, already um, on. We have um, brother Panics. Um, on 
Um, I'm getting ready to go to New York in a couple of weeks, and we're going to get Brother Azariah, Brother Enfredishi, and Brother Cabez, um then. So we're still traveling. Then we're going to come back down into Ohio and get Brother Wayne Chandler in Cleveland there. Um, so we're still going, um, you know, traveling back and forth and getting it. You know, so that's what um, that's what it's going to take. Um, we've been okay. asking for people on Kickstarter. Now we done, you know, we done finished up the sixty days on Kickstarter. Now we on to something else. People who want to donate, they can go actually to our website, www.dralimelbay.com. That's d r a l i m e l b e y dot com. That's www.dralimelbay.com. Go there and support the documentary Blow, because really, this is going to be no joke. We can have to some of the finest minds um, on the planet um, right now. You know, like Brother Tim Owen Moore, um, to me, he would be in the line um, after everyone knows who um, Dr. Richard King is. Well, he would be next in line if anybody going to get his books, um, The Science of Melanin, Dispelling the Myths, as well as also, um, what's another one? Another one is Dark Matter, um, um, Darkness, Dark Matters, um, that's another one of his, and then we also have brother um, Doctor um, Bruce um, Edward Bruce Bynum, who wrote the book Dark mm. Light Consciousness. You know who's aboard with us. Um, so these names are coming back because these are um, very important that um, people know who they're going to be seeing. You know in this documentary, and like I said, these brothers uh, they might not seen a lot. But there are videos, there are books written by these brothers and sisters. Um, so just stay tuned. Um, they're going to see a whole lot through this documentary. Um, I know when we interviewed um, Dr. Tim Moore, oh, man, he crushed it. Mm. He crushed it. Um, um, when we got to the questions on consciousness, science of melanin and all of that, oh, he crushed it. It is over. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So I want everybody from the Urban Kryptonite family, y'all know how hard it was. For us to put that film together, I need y'all to go and support DrLeanLBay.com and let's help this movie come to life, y'all. We got to help and, and do our due diligence. Me and Eileen were just talking this week about our brothers and sisters. You know, we fund what we want to fund, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, and, and I know people aren't doing what they, you know, honestly can do to help bring this, this movie to life. So y'all definitely go and support. But let's get into the main topic, man. Africa, the source of all religions. Right. Everybody's so buzzing about this, this topic for tonight, so I'm going to just let you right. go right in. I don't have no questions. I'm just going to let you take the gloves off and start it however you want to start it. All right. Well, let's take the gloves off and let's get them knuckles in for the knuckleheads. All right. So, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> what we're going to do, <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to have to go through um, like a chronicle um, lineage of some way. And the oldest documentation that we have Coming from out of the interior of Africa, in particular of near South Africa, um, is a book called Forbidden Archaeology, The Hidden History of Michael Creedmoor. Um, the, hidden, excuse me, the Hidden History of the Human Race by Michael Creedmoor and Richard L. Thompson. Now, in the book, they state that there was metallic, some type of iron ore, uh, which um, this type of iron was not even found on planet Earth, or at least have not been detected as of yet. And they state that whoever smoked this metal, of course, had to have technology over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit or in temperature. Now, they said that the individuals who did this was humanoid, and, but, but this, is, this orb, these orbs are dating back to um, 2.8 billion years. 
billion. Now, of course, scientists say that um, the Earth is only 4.5 billion years old. So we're talking about almost 3 billion years, all right, um, of individuals, people being on the planet Earth who can actually do this type of um, um, smelting of metal. So, therefore, that's far beyond any modern-day book that we have, whether it's the Bible of the Quran or um, the Bhagavad Gita, the Hispanishads, the five books of Buddha Zen, the Zoroastrian text called the Advent um, Vesta, um, way beyond the Book of the Dead, way beyond um, any of these books, the Enuma Elich, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the um, Tales of um, Etana, uh, the Tale of Ishtar, way beyond any of these books found, you know, in ancient times, which would be less than 6,000 years ago. <laughs> okay, now you can hear how ridiculous that shit sound, what I just said. 2.8 billion to 6,000. <laughs> okay? Um, so we're talking about back, we're talking about religious thoughts. Now, who was the oldest people on the face of the planet? Well, you can get a book called Hidden Freemasonry by Charles W. Ledbetter. All right? In the book, he says that the pygmies, who is misnomer pygmies, they are called the trois or the best um, people. Um, they, he states in there that they are the oldest people on the planet Earth. Now, another book that concurs with that is um, Primordial Signs and Symbols of Man, written by um, Albert Churchward. All right? He states the same thing, that the trois people are the oldest people on the face of the planet. Another book... Um, called um, another book written matter of fact, by Albert Churchward's brother, James Churchward, um, called The Children of Mu. He states that the Twa people are the oldest people on the face of the planet. So we have archaeology, we have anthropology that all concurs that the oldest people on the face of the planet was the little so called black men out of Africa. Now, there's another book by Raymond Drake called um, Gods and the Spacemen in the West. And in there, he states that, now he gives a conservative estimate, that the twelve been on planet Earth at least 30 million years. Now, that's a very conservative estimate compared to what I'm saying, 2.8 billion based on um, finds that was discovered by, which was also revealed in Scientific Magazine. Um, that was also revealed um, um, at, at least one time by the Smithsonian. All right, so these this is all documented. All right, so um, C. W. Ledbetter states in his book Hidden Freemasonry that the Trois was the first to enter into Egypt or Tamaria, or as they say Tamaray or Kemet, and he states that they was the first to enter. This is the reason why when you go to the pyramids, and you go through the shafts, um, the shafts is no more than four feet tall because they was built for people who was about that statue, who was um, about four feet tall or so. And the steps, even if you go to Chesanisa, um here in the Americas, and go to Cabal or Tulum, or go to, which is in Mexico, or if you go to um, Peru, um, to the sun and moon, um, the steps are about half the foot of the average person today. And let me let me pause you right there, Arlene, because I want to, I don't want people to think that Arlene is, is speaking out the side of his neck. I want to pause him 
and just tell the people that he is absolutely correct. I was at the Chichen Itza three years ago, and they stopped people from walking up to Chichen Itza. It's roped off now because some white guy was coming down and I guess lost his balance uh, and fell down and killed him and got killed. So Ali was absolutely correct. I went to Tulum two years ago, and the Tulum, you have a little bit more freedom to, to, to kind of get around on the pyramids because they aren't as massive as massive as Chichen Itza. They're a little bit smaller, but there are uh, just, man, I, I want to say hundreds. I want to say at least 40 to 50 pyramids on the grounds of Tulum right on the right on the beach. And if you look and try and walk on them, your foot, half of my foot can only get on there. So Ali is absolutely correct with what he said. I've been to two of those pyramids that he's talking about, but I, I wanted to, to interject so people can understand that right. the real deal, what, what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Right, and I've been to all of them. So I I can say the same exact thing um, because I've been up there. My wife and I have been up um, Chesamisa, Tulum, Cabal, um, you know, um, we get ready to map. I go to um, Egypt in um, in August, you know. So this is just the facts. So that means that if your foot is a size 12, that means the average person who was going up them steps foot had to have been at least a size 6, <laughs> And that's only registering for someone who's about four feet tall. Okay? So that's just the facts. So we know that the Twa people or the best people or the Anu people, uh, misnomer, the pygmies, are the oldest people on the face of the planet. All right? Charles W. Um, Ledbetter even goes further. He said at one time the Twa people actually were the giants on the planet Earth. Now they've done found um, skeletons of giants the height of 36 feet tall, 25 feet tall, 18 feet tall, 13, 12 feet tall, 10 feet tall, 8, 7 feet tall. And we still have people on the planet Earth who are still 7 feet tall to this day, or a little bit more. So this is not something outrageous. This is just something in which that was happening genetically. Um, there was more oxygen content in the air during that time. Um, we talk about... Um, 65 million years ago, before the end of the so-called dinosaur um, age, um, the air content was 35% as compared to it today being less than 21%. So that means that we was breathing in more pure oxygen. Therefore, we grew taller. This is just biology. All right? Now, now that we have laid that presence, all right, understand that, um, Egypt is the mouth source of all religions. It comes from out of the interior of Africa, up along the eastern um, seaboard, on up into what we call Egypt. As a matter of fact, um, it is stated by Herodotus, if you get the book, What They Never Told You in History Class by Indochemic Kush, also Sex and Race by J.E. Rogers. They both state that, um, that a colony coming from out of Ethiopia, of course called Kush, um, came uh, from out of that interior and drug what we now refer to as the now and that they was a colony of Ethiopia, of Abyssinia, or what is now, like I said, Kush. And that's who the ancient Egyptians were who first went into that area. So this is talking about the pre-dynastic area, all right, or time. And they said that the one who took them into that area was by the name of Osiris or Osar, all right. That's who they was acknowledging at that time period. Of course, we know that Osar is a form of Ra, all right, who is the form of Amin Ra, Atum Ra, or Atum Re, 
um, Atunra or Atunre. Um, so we understand that this is talking about the phases um, of the sun, not necessarily of just one person. All right? Um, so when we get into Egypt, the Metronature, in particular, um, what is there as far as on the walls, we have to look at what is written in the Bible. We have to look at what is written in the Holy Quran. And you have to come to some conclusion that if the Holy Quran is 73% of the Bible, um, the other 27% comes from those Zastrian texts as well as also from the Apocrypha and the Forgotten Books of Eden and the Lost, Book, well, the Lost Books of the Bible and the Forgotten Books of Eden. This is where the information, the rest of it comes from within the Holy Quran. Now, when you look at all this information, you'll find that the images, which is on the walls, correlate perfectly to the storylines that is inside of these books. All right? Um, we give a good example. Um, when you go to, uh, I believe it's Galatians, the fourth chapter, the 24th through the 26th verse, it speaks of um, the story of Abraham or Abram, his wife Sarai or Sarah, and his other wife Hagar being an allegory. Okay, now when you look up the word allegory, you find out that it's talking about fictional characters, a symbol or emblem having a deeper meaning than what is perceived on the surface. Okay, now that's in the Bible. Now you go to the Holy Quran, um, to the third chapter of Adoram. It states the same thing. That portion of this book is concise. Other portion of it is allegorical. And it says, Allah will bestow this knowledge upon those who have understanding. In other words, they would be able to explain the allegories. It says, but however, those who is perverted in their hearts will not be able to explain this, um, um, the allegories. Because within their heart, they wish to pervert um, the teachings. So now this is right in the Holy Quran. So let's look at that word allegory. Because once again, it's very essential to understand it, is that a lot of the mythologies or the storylines that is in these books comes right off the walls of ancient Egypt. Like, for example, let's look at um, Moses. Moses is a byproduct of the Pharaoh or Nagu, the Moses III. As he kicked out the last of the Hyksos out of his dynasty, of out of his um, palace or out of his um, providence of his land. All right? The Hyksos later on becomes what, who we call the Habarus or the Hebrews. All right? So he kicked out the last of them. All right? So but Moses symbolizes, um, in that sense, um, the Exodus. Now, there's a story about Thutmosis. Is which is also tied to Sargon the um, First of Acadia. Sargon the First of Acadia is said to have been sealed in a basket, um, sealed with slime, and sent up the river and found by a royal family. Well, that's the exact same story that is told in the Old Testament, in the book of um, um, in the book of um, uh, what is it, um, Exodus. All right, that's the exact same story. The exact same story. Now, Sargon 
was 1,000 years before the story of Moses. 1,000 years before. Okay? So we talking about Moses' story supposedly happened 4,000 years ago, so we're talking about a 5,000-year-old mythology or story. Now, now, where did Sargon the first get that story from? In order to state that, he was sealed in a basket of, of um, slime and sent up the river. Well, guess what? They talking about sperm encased in semen. They talking about the story of life. That was a common story during those times. Okay? Now, the same story is told about the boat of Ra. How Ra was in his boat, and he traveled celestial, the celestial fears and journeyed um, um, through the celestial um, 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 stars and, and um, also, you know, um, on the sea in, in Nu or in Mu. Same thing. When the woman's water breaks, water is, is translated to mean Nu or to mean water. So they talk about the story of life. And we get caught up into the literal story without looking at the symbolism, looking at the allegory in which that is behind it in order to understand ourselves. Okay, so um, that's what we're looking at. All right, we're looking at the story of Joseph. Joseph um, had um, 11 other brothers. He himself made the 12th, and he had a sister by Dinah um, named Dinah who made the um, 13th. And Joseph... Um, um, his brothers took his rainbow-colored coat, and which that symbolized his auric cell. In other words, they put so much stress upon him till um, you cannot see the change in colors of his auric cell. This is all symbolic once again. And then he got sold um, by the um, um, the Medeans, and then who got who sold him later to the Egyptians. This is in the story in the Old Testament once again. Well. Joseph becomes the prime visor, and he sits right up under the authority or power of the Nagu or uh, Pharaoh named Dozer. And he becomes the next man. In other words, his power was equivalent to the Pope of today. All right? And you see what happened with all the prime ministers and, and um, presidents when they have to go and see him. They all have to bow down and kiss his pinky ring. So this is the power of Joseph during that time period. All right? Now, that's the story. Who's the real character in which that, that story was based upon? Well, it was Imhotep during the third dynastic period. Imhotep during that time was the father of medicine. This is where we get the symbol of the caduceus from, in which that is on over 3,000 um, hospitals throughout this country. And in fact, worldwide, is on ambulances and elsewhere. That is the symbol of the caduceus. That is the symbol of Imhotep. Imhotep spelled backwards is Ptah M. Ptah is the father of the gods. Hence, when you read in your Bible, our father who art in heaven, you're talking about Ptah. And his incarnation would be Imhotep, just like Jesus is the incarnation of God in the Bible. So the real Jesus that we're talking about is Imhotep, as he was the master healer in his day. Now, how can we verify that? Well, Mustafa um, 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 Galior, um, he states in his book, um, Tutankhamen, um, the, living, um, the Living God, in his book he states that, um, that, the, that Jesus 
was Imhotep. Now, this is a Egyptian, uh, or, or what is called a, um, uh, what he, well, we call him a Kemectologist, but Egyptologist, we would say. All right? Who sat under Awas, um, who was the um, curator um, there within, um, on the Giza Plateau and at the Egyptian Museum. All right? Um, this is what he states in his books. Anybody can get um, um, Brother Mustafa's books and read, and they can see how he connects the pieces or the dots. All right? Then he also states that Tutankhamun was the reincarnation of Imhotep. So hence when people are talking about the return of um, Jesus, that's already happened. That's a story that happened during the, 18th, during the third dynastic period that reappeared in the 18th dynastic period. All right? So we have to be clear on um, where these stories come from because these stories are hundreds and thousands of years older in other books prior to the books in which that we have now. But we just take these books in order to state that these are the ones in which that we will abide by, which is nothing wrong, but these are summaries of the ancient tales. The Quran itself speaks of that they got the um, information of the Quran from the ancient tales. This is actually in the Quran where it states that at. So when we do our research, we just have to go back and understand is that we're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together, not trying to cause separation. Because if we use metaphysics, metaphysics has a way of being able to tie all the world religions together in order to, you know, instead of just, oh, you know, this is uh, my book and this is what I'm going to go by. That type of mentality, which cuts us off from being able to do our research in other books and piece this puzzle together. Because this really is a puzzle about yourself and how to transcend your lower self, your lower nature, your lower mind, to your higher self, your higher nature, your higher mind, so that you can be at one with God or be at one with Allah. You know, this is why within the one-on-one of the Holy Quran, um, of the um, Moorish um, um, questionnaire of the Moorish Science Temple of America, it state, specifically states um, how many selves are there. It says there's two. Well, name them, the higher self, the lower self. But it also speaks about the fact that is Allah and man. Now, when we speak about God and man, this is where Christians, Muslims, and Jews who practice Orthodox um, religion get turned off at. And when they get turned off, um, it's because there are people who acknowledge the God principle within self. But yet, the very same book speaks about that principle in self. Like in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 3.16, it, says, it states specifically, do you not know that your body is the temple of God? That God dwells in his temple. You know, God does not dwell in temples made by man's, um, by, um, by man's hands. This is all within um, the New Testament. You know, do you not know that your body is the temple of the living God? Do you not know that um, Jesus Christ dwells within you? Do you not know that the Holy Spirit dwells within you? This is all within the book of Corinthians, First and Second Corinthians. So we're talking about the Holy Trinity being inside of you. That is nothing more than the three higher glands in your brain. The pituitary gland, the pineal gland, and the hypothalamus gland. 
in which that is known within the occult to be the spiritual eye or the all-seeing eye that give you access to past, present, and future events. But see, we wouldn't understand that just based on a religious interpretation because we would be thinking that it was literal, in which that it is within your body, but it's not in terms of an actual storyline that took place 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 years ago. It did take place then, but not just within those individuals. It takes place within each and every one of us as we all live upon this planet Earth and we all strive in order to reach a heavenly state. All right, it's very few of us that really want to be in the hellish state. Very few. All right? Um, those who really want to strive, you know, into a higher state, these are just some of the principles that they will have to understand. The first book I would tell, even coming from a Christian perspective, would be the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary by Charles Fillmore. Mm. His other book would be called Twelve Powers of Man by Charles Fillmore and Cora Fillmore, who was his wife. Mm. Right, and Dr. Ali, you, you, yes. not to cut your knowledge, Elder, you was reading my mind because the chat room wanted you to give a real quick uh, uh, recap of those books, so they want to jot them down, and then we're going to go to Brother Ed with his question. But if you right. could give us a real a, a recap of those books. Right, right. This is called Apocalypse by Philotus. P-H-Y-L-O-T-U-S, Philotus, Apocalypse. That's the name of the book. Another one is called The, um, the Four Gospels of Jesus Christ, basically esoterically interpreted. So the four Gospels esoterically interpreted by John P. Scott. Like I said, The Twelve Powers of Man by Charles Fillmore and Cora Fillmore. The Metaphysical Bible Dictionary by Charles Fillmore. All right, you can get another book uh, written called The Bible Myths, written by Tim Dowen, D-O-A-N-E. Okay? Mm-hmm. So these are just some of the books that people can get. I recommend also um, the wonderful Ethiopian um, Kushite Empire, written by Drusilla Dungy. I also recommend um, Ancient Egypt, The Light of the World, by Gerald Massey. His other books, The Book of Beginnings, by, which is volume one and two, by Gerald Massey. Another, um, some more books by Gerald Massey would be Gerald Massey Lectures. Also, The Historical Jesus and the Mythical Christ by Gerald Massey. Okay, I can go on. <laughs> the Wisdom of the Mystic Masters, all right, by, um, by um, Robert Weed. The Rosicrucian Mysteries by Max Hindell. <clears throat> the Quest of the Historical Jesus by Swartzer. Mm. You know, I can keep going on. The, 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 the historical origin of Jesus Christ, of um, of um, of um, excuse me, the historical origin of um, Christianity by um, Walter Williams, Professor Walter Williams. The historical origin of of um, Islam by Walter Williams. Yeah. You know, let's, so uh, let's let Brother Ed get up. I can think so of, Ali of just gave y'all about head. 10 books, so the, the chat room should be filled up. Y'all got a, a gang of books he just gave y'all. But uh, let's go to Brother Ed, and I see we got a couple people that just raised their hands. So I'm going to go to the phone lines after Brother Ed gets his question in. Uh, Brother Ed, uh, go right ahead, Brother, uh, with your question, Elder. Um, model check, Brother Ed. And whether y'all realize it or not, it's probably been, I don't know, five years since the anniversary of you and your wife um, 
doing the workshop yep. and lecture here. Yeah, oh boy, it's been five years already. It was it was, it was Juneteenth weekend. That's right, brother. Juneteenth, Juneteenth weekend. weekend. It was this this this, this weekend that we that, right that we was on the air for the first time with y'all. Dang. Dang. No, no, the first Ooh. time y'all came here. The first time y'all came to the first Columbia. First time y'all came to Columbia. Oh, came to Columbia. Yeah. Oh man, dang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and, and yeah. You, you did the reading, and ever since then, they never had anything in Franklin Park when they, the night when I actually did the reading is when the shooting occurred and all that other yep. stuff, remember? Yeah. Yeah, but, right. We was at wow. the hotel, right. They was like, we right. ran low tonight, and somebody ended up getting killed that night. Sister Kadir was, yeah. and she was, she was, she was on it, man. She was definitely on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It ended up going down there because we have first-hand warning. But, bro, it's good to hear you again. But all week long, I was looking at some things, and I, and I looked at a a documentary that was um, narrated by Wesley Snipes, and it mm-hmm. was done called The Great Mighty Walk, Dr. John right. Henry Clark. The John Henry and, Clark, right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there he says um, that, the worst thing that was ever given to Africans or the so-called slave nation, the people, was the historical ordinance, the non-historical ordinance of religion, but a religion based on a European ideal and philosophy. There's a difference between an African or original origin of all these things. And it has nothing to do, a lot of people always want to um, beat up Christianity, but they also have to understand that Islam came out of these things. Right. That be, but it's a difference between the African version of it and the exactly. European version of, exactly. the, of, of these things that were given to us and the European version of these things versus the historical African version was some of the worst things that was ever given to the thing that was converted into a slave. Exactly, because um, Europeans, or Albion's Nomi, can't um, decode esoterically um, these particular scriptures. So therefore, we end up with the interpretation in which that puts us in more of a um, problematic state than we originally was in prior to. Um, I think um, John Henry Clark, as well as also Dr. John Henry Clark, as well as also Dr. Ben Yachnan, um, they um, they always teach that you know when they you know when Albion or European went into Africa, you know they went in with the um, you know as missionaries with the um, <laughs> you know with the Bible, you know, and um, you know next thing you know the Africans have the Bible and they have the land, so we see the <laughs> we, we see the idioticy. Of um of us believing in what um they trying to present to us, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's like so. If 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 if, if you believe it, or uh, what's your thought on if the historical origin of it, or I mean, people accepting it from um, an African center point of view would change right. the outcome. I love it in, 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 in the nation of believers, whether it's Islam or Christianity. Right, right. right. Well, that's why I made mention earlier is that um, all world religious thought comes from out of Africa, from the Tua people. Um, they are the um, archetypes for all the mental processes that we have. Why? Because they're the oldest people on the planet. So being the first people on the planet makes them the chosen people. 
All right, so this Jewish shit about them being the chosen people, we know that's a um, lie. Um, matter of fact, that correlates to um, the book of Revelation, second chapter, ninth verse, third chapter, ninth verse, which states that there are some who say they are Jews and they're not, but, synagogue, but all the synagogue of Satan. The only people who would be um, chosen would be the first people who've been on the planet Earth, and that are our ancestors by the name of the Twa. And um, being that the oldest people, that means they first registered thought. They were the first civilizers. They were the first inventors. They were the first... Um, um, they they were the first to come with symbolic thought. They were the first to encode writings and um and arithmetic and different other things, uh, you know, on the planet. Nobody else was able to do that. They were the first ones to do that, you know. So we can say what we want to say about how um you know how superior we are and how we we might have thought of this or might have thought of that. But there's nothing new under the sun. Once again, remember they they've been on the planet Earth for 2.8 billion years. Now, we can see where um, airplanes, if you go to um, the column at the um, beam at um, Abydos, um, 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 which is at the um, Temple of Seti-1, at the upper portion of the beams, you will see um, airplanes, helicopters, submarines. Now, goddamn, now that was, um, you know, four to 6,000 years ago. Right. Okay? Now, now, all of a sudden, just 100 years ago, they just got them things. <laughs> Okay, so where did it come from? It comes from inside of your genealogy, from inside your DNA. And, um, you know, we know that there was a brother who designed the helicopter. You know, right. we know that, the, um, you know, that there was um, brothers who already had cars prior to Henry Ford. We know there was, um, we know that, you know, so we already know these things. So it's, it, we, we think that this is superior technology. This ain't jack. Because um, we, we've already created these things already over and over. This is nothing more than uh, another creation of another creation of another creation. All right? There's nothing new. You know, so, but we think that it is. So, therefore, you know, we glory and bask in what we have achieved. You know? But, once again, it's the same thing with religion. We think that, you know, that we brought religious thought to the world. You know, I'll be honest, really believe that. You know, as if they went in with our um, religion and then refurbished it, and then brought it back to us, you know, and, um, you know, as as if he brought something to us that we didn't know about. And then, you know, called call himself civilizing us when we was the one who civilized him, when he was in the cage for 2,000 years, eating raw meat, walking on all fours, um, and now even um, three out of five of them still today, in particular in Europe, still have tails in which that has to be cut off, or extensions of their caucus bones. So when we're talking about civilized, when we're talking about the first ones to produce civilization, that would be the Twa people, you know, who are the oldest people. And like I say, even C.W. Letbetter, who's an Albion, states that they were the first to enter to Egypt. So the temples, the pyramids, these things was built by the Twa people and their Kushitic, um children are coming from out of Ethiopia, as is stated within um, Drusilla um, um, Houston's book. Um, wonderful Ethiopians of the Kushite Empire. You know, so um, we also know where the Holy Bible comes from. We're talking about the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis comes from the Parham Heru Sut, or what is called the um, the mouth, um, the opening of the mouth ceremony um, coming forth by day and night, which is light and shadow. All right, that information about Adam and Eve was taken from the Epic of um, Inki and Nehershkel. All right, the book of Noah. The evolution of Ra and the overthrowing of Apep is where the story of, of um, Cain and Abel came from. Right? The, um, the Sumerian tale of the Musi 
which is talking about Enki, who is Abel, and um, um, Enkidu, which is um, Enki or Cain. All right? Um, the tales of Adapa is talking about Enoch, which is in the Old Testament. All right? The deliverance of man from the destruction is talking about Noah. The Enumi Elich is also another story of creation, which talks about the destruction, which talks about Noah again. The, you have the Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh, who speaks about Onaf Eshtim, who is the Sumerian tale of Noah, <laughs> who is also referred to as Zuzuza, or Zuzora. So we know where each story in the Bible which is also predicated within the Quran, or um, 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 after effects, I say, even in the Quran, is based on. And where those stories come from. This is no longer a mystery. People who want to know more, they can go in detail and read on my website. I got everything there. www.drlemlbay.com. That's D-R-A-L-I-M-E-L-B-E-Y. And they can go and read in detail where each book comes from. Each story in those books, where it comes from. And I even decode the stories. I'm going to do a whole lengthy book on this. It's probably going to be about 600 pages, because that's how much I will have to go into just to explain this thing in order to crush all of this confusion. Exactly. Let's go to the phone lines real quick, because we had a caller that's been waiting patiently. So let's go to the phone lines. Caller. From the 336-382-336-382, you're on the Insightful Hour. Thanks your name. Peace, family. I'm, I'm Shakir. I'm calling from North Carolina. Peace, um, peace, peace, fam. Peace, peace, Lord. Dr. Lean Bay. Peace, yeah. God. How you doing? Peace, God. Uh, this is Shakir. I met you a uh, professional fighter. I'm retired now. was Marine, as you, get, as you, as you said before, the Marines. Um, right. Trained down there in, uh, in uh, Camp Lejeune or whatnot. So I've been right. following you. I've purchased, purchased your books. But as I continue to study, I mean, and, and, and follow some of the path you've been trailblazing and uh, study my 120 and whatnot and continue to go down this down this, uh, down this this path, <laughs> excuse me, to, to debunk all these myths. But one of the things, uh, have you ever read or uh, that plus lesson about uh, triple stage darkness? Yes. In our lessons, right? And, it, and it's mm-hmm. so right on point about how all scriptures are psycho, symbolic, dramatic imagery. They're there to tell a story. We get right. so caught up in the characters that right. we forget about the story that's related. Exactly. It's and how it relates to us, person. which is most important. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, right. As a matter I, of fact, what, the, uh, um, Elijah Muhammad answering those questions, he states that the Holy Quran is what? A 25,000 renewal of history, which symbolizes a cycle of time. That's right. Of uh, the time of the sun making its rotational. Bingo. Uh, uh, rotation around the. Chronology. Yes, or chronos. Time. Yes, sir. Quran. So I, I, just, I just wanted mm-hmm. to bear witness to, to what you were saying, and, and I just continue to study, especially when you put out. Uh, uh, Return of the Ancient Ones and the First right. World Order. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! But Brother Lean, when you get a chance, because uh, Brother Shahid Allah introduced me to you uh, over right. the phone, you and your wife. But what I want mm-hmm. you to do when you get an opportunity. Now, my father is one of the premier scientists. He has a PhD in nuclear applied physics. I really right. would like you. See, he knows the theoretical part. Right. 
but he don't know the knowledge of self part, which is what I've been working with him for years. Right. Now, when I'm able to talk to him, now my sister has a Ph.D. and an M.D. as a neurologist and a, uh, mm-hmm. and a neuroscientist. Now, who right. I really want you to be able to talk to when I get the opportunity is the number one go-to particle physicist who actually he gave me, used to give me rides to high school football practice because I graduated from Los Alamos High School out in New Mexico where they built the first atomic bomb before I went mm. to church. Now, right. the number one go-to particle physicist in the world on the God particle, he taught my sister, sister physics at Hampton University. Now he's the head of the physics department at Yale University. I was right. able to talk to him about six months ago and dropping the knowledge of cell side to the theoretic part that he knows about particle physics. So he said it's going to give me a call back. But if you can look him up, his name is Dr. Oliver Keith Baker. He's the number one go-to man on the God particle. He does most of his his research or at the uh, at the atom at the uh, at the atom smasher or collider out over in Switzerland. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, and you said Oliver T. Baker. I, I, Dr. Oliver Keith Baker. Okay. If you look him up. Right, I'm going to uh, look him up. Yep. Thank you. Yes, sir. He's a, he's a, As you know, he's an original man just like you and myself. But Shahid has right. my number. My number's in the car. If you ever need me for anything, like I said, I'm right here in Greensboro. So. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get off this, this job, and like I said, retire, making a transition so to where, because I don't like working for nobody. Right. I understand. Me neither, brother. Yes, yes sir. So, as again, I'm just, just training younger fighters, still practicing my uh, my harness and what my martial arts and kill techniques, line techniques, what they call line techniques, and just getting ready for this, when they get ready to pull away from this dollar, and everybody going to be in an uproar. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yep. But thank you for taking my call, Dr. Lean. Keep on doing what you're doing. I love you and your family. I love the brothers with the program. And thank you. Peace, Lord. Appreciate peace, you. Thank peace, you, brother. Peace, beloved. Thanks for calling in. Peace. Ali, man, you, I'm going to have to give you his number off air because he sounds like a brother. You might want to interview his whole family. Just add him on the first world exactly. order. Exactly. Because like that would be right? a dope show, man, for real. Exactly. <laughs> All exactly. Right. So any other, anybody else got any calls, raise your hand, uh, 619-393-2813. Six one nine three nine three two eight one three. Press one and we'll get you a cue. But let's go to Sister Rhythm. She's been quiet. We haven't heard from her. Go ahead, uh, Sister Rhythm, uh, with your question, beloved. Okay. Um, I would like to go back to um, this uh, the rainbow coat. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because okay, I, I feel like. That's something that has been done to all of us, really, through religion. Exactly. Um, you got it, you know, got it. Exactly. Know, Perfect. We don't know We don't know what's going on with ourselves, you know, and um, I, just, I just would like for you to go into more detail about what that is. I mean, because I think it has a lot to do with, like, where we are today um, as right. people do, you know, this, uh, belief in religion and not understanding yourself and, you know, right. the power that you have within. Right. Well, it's real simple. Anything in which that suppress us, depress us, and oppress us causes our light to dim. All right? We are living, walking stars. Based on any, metaf- um, any metaphysician, any quantum physicist who understand quantum physics to its deepest level would tell you that you are 90 
um, percent stardust material or stardust particles. That means you're a living, walking star, a living sun. All right? So anything in which that causes you to not to feel free, not to be able to express, will dim your light naturally, or I should say unnaturally. All right? And so what happens is that um, that is the story in which that is being told there is that was in such a dep- that Joseph was in such a depressed state that his that he was rejected by his family, his brothers. Um, he was sold um, several times, so he didn't begin to start getting his light back until he began to excel and become the prime visor, which means basically the spokesman piece um, for the pharaoh. All right, and so. What that means is, is that you have to learn how to speak up for yourself. That's what's symbolic to that story, is that by you learning how to speak for yourself, that increases your light force once again, all right? Learn how to um, state the truth. Learn how to speak the truth. Makeru, all right? Makeru um, is a name for Tahuti in which that symbolizes the voice of God or the voice of the natures, all right? So, um, or the voice of light, all right? So we have to also be that voice. And so by being that, um, that's by being a living example. That's by our speech, our mannerisms, um, our thought process. Our light begins to start to increase once again. And um, like we always state, um, there's certain breathing techniques in which that strengthens your auric field and increases your light vibration and extends it. And uh, we speak so oftentimes about the pranic breathing, which is the 7171 breath technique, the 6363 breath technique, and the empty retention breath technique. Any one of those three, if you practice either one three, um, 100 times a day, will increase your auric field from 3 feet to 15 feet, um, you know, which is five times more powerful. So you magnetize your auric field by doing that and draw to you um, what you think would be most beneficial. Okay? You good, Sister Rhythm? Yes, yes. Okay, Okay. I mean, and I kind of zoned out on something. I I was thinking about, um, you know, as far as myself and, and making a connection to everything that you were saying. So, yes, thank you. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. And then we got about 30 minutes exactly left with Dr. Aline. So if you got any questions, 619-393-2813, 619-393-2813, press 1, and we'll get you in, in uh, on the line with the good doctor. And my next question leads me to this, Dr. Aline. We see so much. Uh, you mentioned debates earlier. We had these debates. What came first, Islam or Christianity? You know, is Islam an African religion? Is Christianity an African religion? Why are we still having these debates? Why are we still having these conversations when the writing is on the wall? When, when, right. when it's evident that all of these religions, all of these ideologies or, 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 or ways of thinking as it pertains to spirituality and religion come out of, 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 of ancient Africa. Exactly. Um, I'm still wondering the same thing. But um, the thing is, is like I posted um, last week on Facebook, is that um, can history save you? Can debate save you? The only mm. thing that can save you is your breath of life, which is the breath itself. You know, so, you know, like I said earlier in the beginning of this show, is that the most important aspect of living is the breath. It's not history. 
That's secondary. It's not um, debates. That's way farther down the line. So we can debate over religion. We can debate over philosophy, belief systems, blah, blah, blah. But one thing that we don't have to debate about is that your ass have to breathe. Mm. If you don't believe me, stop breathing for three minutes and let's see. Right. So we don't. So if we don't stop focusing on the nonsense and get back to the priority and get back to the primary um, source of life, then um, all of this is for nothing. We can debate, do history, uh, 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 all of this other stuff all day and all night. But the most important aspect is the breath. Period. Case closed. That's right. Because we can go without right. food for a month or more. We can go without water for a week or two weeks. But you can't go but without the breath for three minutes. Mm. That's for the average, yeah. right? So wow. let's get back to what's 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 important and what's real, you know. Um, and that's what make all of this um, realm possible is the breath. Without it, you ain't on this realm. So let's get back to really dealing with is meaningful. All right? right. So me debating you about if Samaria was before Egypt or Egypt before Samaria, all that shit is all African. I don't give a damn which one came first, the goddamn chicken or the egg. It's all African. Bingo. And mm-hmm. I had a debate with a brother about that today, about the same nonsense. Well, brother, in my books, uh, uh, Samaria was 5,000 years before Egypt. I said, okay, and? And, brother, I just told you that forbidden archaeology, 2.8 billion years. So neither one can fuck with that, part of my French. Right. <laughs> And, and, and I'm, I'm like you. I'm to the point. I'm to the point now. What 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 does it matter? We all know there was African civilization. Bingo, there was that's African all I ways of thinking. They're all right. our people, and, and, and we're the direct descendants, aka uh, um, uh, we 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 are not lineage of those people. We, we we are them now. We're the ancestors that's returned now. So what does it matter? You know what I'm saying? What what are we building and preserving for our children to keep having these conversations exactly. back and forth? And I like exactly. debate because brothers, we like to debate. We debate in the barbershop about anything from sports yeah. to current events. I mean, it's we entertaining. But at the I end mean, of the I day, can, I mean, it's entertaining at times. I, I indulge exactly. in it once in a while, but I'm not right, going right. to. I'm not going to do it for a long extended period of time because I'm getting back to breathing, bro. <laughs> exactly. There it is. There it is. Let's go to brother Ed. Let him get his uh, next question and go ahead, uh, brother Ed. What's your next question, Elder? Oh man, brother. Man, y'all, see, y'all, y'all took off the gloves, and they had a little one bare for knuckles and for the knuckleheads. All right, but I'm going to see the effect of these rainbow children and all this. And the Trump was coming into a new age. And I got need to explain the effect on people walking away from the so-called European versions of, of we know there's no change in um like 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 what what was y'all did something was paradigm shift or Valentine or I don't know if you was a part of that but I know you have information about the paradigm shift and, and, and coming up a new age of children out of the um European versions of religion whether it be long Oh, brother, get disconnected. No, I'm I'm here. 
Sorry. Did, I didn't did hear that you last hear part, brother. No, I didn't hear that last part. Oh, I was saying, cause, uh, with, with, with the way that um, um, I, I, just a new sense of a uh, generation of these young kids that are being born into the world with the indigos and the rainbow. Oh, the crystal, the red indigo and crystal, right, yeah. and the rainbow children. Mm-hmm. Right, so, and that's how we know that the rainbow children or the rainbow code mentioned in the Old Testament is talking about also the rainbow children, um, even in this day and time. You know, we talking about between nineteen seven. Well, actually, some say between nineteen forty two to now, we had the um, um, indigo children born. Then by the seventies, the rainbow children, and now we have the crystal children by two thousand, in which that's been born. All this is just simply talking about the evolution of our species, um, because we know that. Uh, we are Homo sapiens sapiens, all right, um, because we have the um, hair follicles of a fourth-dimensional being already. So we're tapping into the fifth-dimensional possibilities or potential of energy, all right. Now, what's the fifth dimension? The fifth dimension is energy itself, light. The fourth dimension is length, width, and height, and depth, all right. The third dimension is length, width, and height. So the fifth dimension is dealing with energy. Now, anyone who practices energy modalities, like we said earlier, the Qigong, the Tai Chi, the Reiki, the Pranic Healing, the Aikido, um, different other um, arts, then they are already working with fifth-dimensional energy, in which that will raise their physical vibration rate to a fifth-dimensional level. So that will cause a change in DNA, all the way down to the carbon um, change of the atom, in which that the atom is this um, sixth um, carbon is the sixth element on the periodical chart. All right? Now, this carbon is carbon-12, but this carbon within us will crystallize or become crystalline, just like it's mentioned within the book of Revelations, in which that would change uh, from 666 to 616, all right, in carbon, in which that would change us, in which that we would become homo Christos. Or the same as Christ. In other words, everything that we've been reading about um, Jesus being able to do, we'd be able to do greater things than he. And, and this is no spectacular thing because Jesus even makes mentions of that, if I'm not mistaken, in the book of John, that greater things he would do. Right? So that's what that is all part of, um, also, why. Powerful, powerful, take down. And let's go to Sister River with her next question. Go ahead, sis. Hey, I um, took Qigong uh, once, and I only did like a couple of sessions. And I actually um, got into it because of what somebody else um, was asking me to do or, you know, asked me to participate in, and I said, okay. Um, but it actually opened up a whole new understanding, and um, you know, I hadn't researched it before that, but it's something I, I think I need to, like, really get back into because it is all about the breathing and um, right. the breaths that you take and the motions that you make are, uh, you know, what I guess puts you in this particular level, and, like, everything was in my head, you know, like, mm -hmm. all the energy that I felt was in my head. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, 
and I mean, I, I guess I still haven't done enough research yet. But that was I was actually doing something to to activate my higher chakras. Right. Right. Okay, and it gave me like this really kind of tingling feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess has def- has made me understand like how it even worked because really when he was showing it to me, I was thinking this wasn't going to work at all. Even though I still did and I did everything that he told me to do, and actually it did work. It's like it, I think it's something that I need to do on a daily basis. I just haven't gotten back into mm-hmm. it like I really do. Um. Yeah. And so I guess my question is, um, what, what? So what is that feeling? Like, what was I feeling? Does that relate to like the Trinity? No, 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 no. Well, understand is that you have a crown chakra, and sometimes um, when we under um, emotional distress or stress, mm-hmm. or even when we are practicing certain techniques, um, our crown chakra opens up and. Our crown chakra is 1,000 times more powerful than the rest of our chakra system, more powerful than all six of the chakras combined, all right? Um, the six chakras, when you do the, uh, when they talk about the lotus unveiling um, and blooming, which is talking about the different um, numbers for the chakras, it comes up to 144. Um, the crown chakra has 1,000 petals. So when you take 144 and you times 1,000, it comes to one. Um, one, 144,000. So, we also have 144,000 crystals in our bodies. All right. So, um, that 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 shows you um, that when we get certain principles or certain um, energies to hit us in certain ways or certain manners, then what happens is that you know um, we begin to start feeling these energies in our bodies. Um, like you felt it in your crown chakra, you know, when you say you felt like the pressure on your head. You know, when we do Reiki, people feel pressure on their head. When we do Qigong, they feel the pressure on their head. So this is just part of the energy modality that help open up and activate the crown chakra itself. Okay. Mhm. But um, but um, um, brother D, I have to get ready to go. I appreciate y'all having me on. Well, brother, it's okay. always an honor and a pleasure to have you. I know you're a busy man. you got a lot of stuff going on. So any closing remarks real quick you want to share the website and anything else you want to share before you get out of here, brother? Yes, we got Maury, we got Moore's, M-O-O-R-S, Moore's Bill, B-U-I-L-D dot N-I-N-G, N-I-N-G dot com. All right? This is for the Moors. This is for all of us who understand that we have to have some type of nationality. For all those who want to meet and greet, who want to um, find love in all the right places, um, that is the spot that you can definitely come to in order to find the love in the right places. So that's Moore Bill. That's M O O R S, Moors Bill, B U L I D, dot com. All right? Um, um, is now .com, so excuse me, so moresbill.com, all right? So check us out there, and also go to my website. Um, we answer nearly every question already on there, all right? And Correct. that's um, com. all right? So check us out there. Yep. Go Appreciate to the you. site, 
donate and share and, and get this movie blowout, Dr. Ali. Yeah, you know, and I'm that's on the website, exactly. You, as well as Sister Kader, and y'all have a great evening. I appreciate your time, and we'll have you back on real soon, beloved. Yep. All right, appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Peace and blessings. All right, peace and blessings. We're going to take a quick song break, y'all, and then we're going to close out tonight's show. Tonight was a powerful, powerful episode of the Insightful Hour with Dr. Arlene Mel Bay. But uh, we're going to get back into some more Brother Dawa. His music has been powerful and speaking to us during this day and time with this foolishness going on here in the States with this domestic terrorism. So this is Brother Dawa with Hey Black Man. This is a message to all the brothers out there. Preacher, politician, politician, judge, judge, lawyer, lawyer, pimps and players, players, all you Negroes and Negroes, listen up. Hey, Captain, what's your plan? Tell me if you understand the other man had a plan when he took you from your land. Got your woman eating from a dirty palm of his hand. Now your son just don't know if he wants to be a man. Got your daughter on the corner trying to find someone to bone. Look at your community. Tell me what do you see? Is it after or is it just me? You're unemployed. You're so annoyed. White man made you null and void. You don't own anything, not even your diamond ring. Overtaxed, underpaid, got me feeling like a slave. Yes, and keep hope alive every day. We are dying, trying to find which way to go. I wonder if you know, we thought that we had some leaders. Like catfish, they bottom feed, sold us out for a buck. Then they said, hey, nigga. I wish you luck.
Dawa with Hey Black Man. What's your plan? This is Brother Insight. We are back in the building on the Insightful Hour. We got about 12 to 13 minutes left in tonight's show, and it's been a great conversation thus far. I want to thank our very special guest, Dr. Arlene L. Bay, who just bodied it, went in, great dialogue, great information that he was sharing with the family tonight. Chat room, appreciate y'all. Uh, hopefully I got all those book titles, but you can always go back um, and listen to um, the show and the playback and get those book titles if you missed them. Um, so shout out uh, to Diva's Life, Shakir A7, Guest 1354, all the iCandy Radio family. And um, I just want to close out the show uh, what we, and how we started and talking about the domestic terrorism that took place in Charleston, South Carolina. I, I again thank Dr. Arlene Melbay for connecting those dots and for letting the people know who started the church, how the church was, was, was planning the slave revolt, all of these different things. You know, the fact that it was the day before Ramadan. You know, all of these different things that you won't get anywhere else in, in, in mainstream uh, uh, U.S. media. So I, I appreciate him for dropping those jewels. And just implore everybody to continue to keep your ears to the streets. Keep an eye on this story. I think it's a lot of unanswered questions that are that have yet, you know, that are, that are have to, going to have to come to the surface. And um, I think we just, you know, haven't gotten nearly to, to um, you know, the amount of information that we're going to get as it pertains to this particular story. Again, rest in peace to all the family members, um, uh, you know, that lost some, somebody in, in those nine. Um, and um, it's just time for us to wake up as a people, y'all. We are under attack. We've been under attack, whether it's the, through, uh, from the police, whether it's through, you know, white America. And, 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 and quite frankly, I have to be honest and say we under attack because we attack ourselves a lot of times as, as well. You know, we don't, you know, like they mentioned, black-on-black crime, but it does exist. We know it may not be as, as, as rampant as they may make it to be, but nonetheless, it does happen. It does exist. Um, I was in Cleveland for my wife's uh, class here, and as I spoke about earlier, and, again, I seen on there where a little innocent child got shot uh, and just, you know, got caught up in the crossfire of some foolishness going on in the streets of Cleveland. So we have to, you know, clean up our act as well. I, I will never blame anybody else, but we have to, you know, you know, point the finger at ourselves when it's, when it's necessary and clean up our act ourselves. So we got to do better, family. It's now and never our children and our women are looking at us, especially us black men, to see what we're going to do. Are we going to continue to stand on the sidelines and look weak and docile? You know what I mean? we got to fight for, for what we love and for, for what we value and for what we say is important. So um, I'm imploring all the brothers to stand up, stand in that gap, and be the men that, 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 that the Creator made you to be, man. It's now or never. We live in, in, in a real turbulent times, and um, we need it more than ever. But uh, let's go to Sister uh, Rhythm, and then we'll go to Ed, and then everybody take as much time as you need, close out tonight's show with any remarks you got about Charleston, Dr. Arlene, whatever you want to get into, and then we'll land the plane for the night. Well, this was a really good show. Um, definitely answered some personal questions for me, and uh, hopefully, you know, could help um, any of the listeners also, you know, see what the true religion is, or you know, if, if that even should be a term, because I think that has been our downfall. I mean, you know, in my opinion. Um, the rainbow code is very symbolic for a lot of things, as far as I see. Um, and it's just, it's us not knowing 
those, like how to how to make all of the rainbow colors within us um, activate like they should. And the, the deactivation has come from religion. Uh, we don't we don't see what's we don't know ourselves, and we definitely don't know what's going on around us. And he was one hundred percent right about saying it's all about the breathing and getting to the breathing. And actually, if we all did, or if we all breathe like we were like we are supposed to, um, we'd have so much more of an insight as to a solution to whatever our problems are. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I don't know. All the things that we've kind of been been bombarded with through uh, the media these days is just, you know, really disgusting. And it's it's there to kind of bring us down um, from people, you know, getting upset because people passing as somebody that they not or – you know, uh, this boy acting out a plan that probably was put in motion by somebody else, and he was the scapegoat. I mean, it's it's just so much going on around us that we need to understand and take more heed to, So, which means that we need to understand ourselves first and foremost. You know, we need to learn how to breathe, and then we can, like, come together and overcome some of these issues that we are having. Like, um, religion has done nothing but divided people, so I've seen, you know, in my study of a lot of different ones. So, you know, growing up Baptist Christian to learning about a whole lot of different ones, like even the Hare Krishnas. I mean, um, I have studied a few of them, and one thing I just I guess I cannot subscribe to a particular religion um, because I think that I, I think for myself, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to get all into that. I just cannot subscribe to a particular religion right now in my life, though I've studied a lot of them, and by studying them is what brought me to where I am today. So people need to study what they are learning and question it, even though, you know, we've been told from day one not to question um, what the Bible says. But you actually do need to question it because really, well, whose translation are you reading and what context are you taking it from? You know, you just need to know um, exactly what things mean so you can have a real, true understanding of what's going on. And hopefully um, we were able to provoke that in our discussion tonight. Uh it definitely happened for me, so hopefully it happened for everybody else. It was a good show. Fantastic. Wow. Um, hats off again. I mean, a job well done. Um, I mean, y'all continue to do what needs to be done to let people um, discover something that, or at least have the opportunity to do the research on some things that, that may not have never been brought to, to light even in their thought pattern. Whether, I mean, we're dealing with um, Islam, Christianity, um, um, hot topics or, or some other things, but 
of one thing for sure and two things for certain that um uh, religion and, and spirituality are totally two different things. Um, there's reasons why things are going on around us, and we need to, as a people, pay more attention and start paying more attention to um, how we're going to overcome these obstacles and things that are put into place for destruction. I mean, I mean, we we deal with enough self-destruction, but the destruction of other forces and other things. We really, really need to start paying attention. And we really need to get to a common agenda where um, religion does not matter, uh, whether it be in the sense of um, being a Baptist church, God in Christ, Seventh-day Adventist or whatever, or, or the different sects of Islam. But we have to also understand that we are the, we are the origin of historical beings that gave these things to people who had, had no God consciousness nor or no spirituality. But at least we know one thing for sure and and, and when when you dial six one nine three nine three two eight one three from six to eight on any given Sunday, the info uh the, the insightful hour Brother D is if the river won't give you what you need. They came and you just got to keep up the good work. It may not be what they want, but it's something that, that's needed for everyone. And it's up to them to decide what they can take to make improvements in their life. So that at any, any given time, any of y'all that's listen, you don't have to totally agree what was being said on the programs, but take something out of it that might be inspirational for you or and if it's not for you, it's just not for you. But there's something for everyone in these two hours on every Sunday. And I ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah, or me. That's Mr. Black Tastic showing some love, wishing a speedy recovery. The brother go be back up and running full swing in no time. We send nothing but love, positive energy your way, Elder. Get that ankle back healed up and give my regards to my dukes and your brother and the whole family. It was great having you back on, man. You jumped back in the saddle like you never left, man. So it's always an honor to have you stop by and be a part of the show that all three of us created together. It's not my show. It's not your show. It's not Rhythm Show. It's our show. And uh, it was it was much better tonight to have you in the building because it gives us that, 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 that trifecta, that trinity, the three, you know what I mean, to, to bring it in, in full circle, that pyramid, you know what I mean? So we appreciate you for stopping by and joining us. Um, I just want to say, great show. Dr. Arlene does what he do every time he comes by the Insightful Hour. He bodies it. He gives us a great wealth of knowledge. He started off with giving us the info in, in South, South Carolina. Then he went into the African, you know, origins of all religion, got into the breath. Um, just great to always have that brother on the show. He's very knowledgeable and very passionate about our people and works diligently, he and his wife both, uh, to bring this information to the to the forefront and to the masses. So we appreciate and honor and respect and love that good brother. I'm thankful for the callers that called in and shared the chat room. Uh, it was just a great, great show, great weekend. Shout out to everybody in Ohio. Uh, I know y'all are a little salty about what happened with the finals, but I think the Cavs was a year early, even though I'm not a Cavs fan. I respect the Cavs. Uh, they had a great season, nothing to hang y'all heads about. Uh, and I know that y'all are going to do better and, and bigger things next year, but hopefully my Lakers will be back, you know what I'm saying, and uh, we'll we'll uh, have a say so in the whole thing. But it's been great, man, and uh, it was great being in Cleveland with my wife's 
high school friends, even saw a couple college friends. Um, again, I got a couple announcements. B Gabs, goodies, be there the 11th and 12th of July. Minister Inky will be in the building with with the lecture and, and workshop presentation. Sister Gabriella is going to be making the food. Uh, it's going to be a great closeout to the 40-day fruit fast uh, Saturday and Sunday at B Gabs Goodies on 57th. So it's going to be very, very powerful, y'all. Get the tickets now. It's $70 for both days. You get a lunch. Uh, I'm sorry, you get dinner and a lecture and workshop on Saturday. And then Sunday afternoon, you get lunch and a lecture and workshop on Sunday. So you're getting two meals and two lectures and workshops for $70. Um, you have until Saturday to get it for that price. After that, the price goes up to $80. This is all, all raw vegan cuisine. She's going to have smoothies and juices, desserts. So you're going to get your money's worth. It's going to be powerful in, in, with the information, and the food is going to be lovely. It falls right in the line with our with our fast and with the um, with the whole 40-day fruit fast movement and what we're about. So make sure y'all, you know, get your tickets, call the restaurant, get your tickets, and uh, be there, be square. Um, also, Minister Inky will be in Detroit with Sister Jazz Thompson. She just called and confirmed that um, the 4th of July weekend. Uh, so make sure y'all check out that flyer. Uh, Minister uh, Jew and and Brother uh, Aunt Noble and Pooh will be here on July the 5th at Ngozi going in on 7-11, the day that Columbus died. So he already assured me that's going to be a powerful presentation. So make sure y'all come to that over at Ngozi on July 5th, Sunday. It'll be before our radio show. It'll be at noon. It's going to be an early start. We're going to try something different. So make sure y'all come and check that out. It's going to be 15 bucks at the door. Uh, Minister Drew from Chicago, along with Noble and Pooh, uh, will be in the building on July 5th, the day after the 4th of July, and in Gazi over on Westerville Road. So make sure y'all check that out. And we're going to have uh, and Pooh on the show leading up to that show. So make sure y'all check that out as well. So for Brother Ed, for Sister Rhythm, for our guest tonight, Dr. Arlene Melbay, uh, thank you all for listening. It's been a great show. Make sure y'all share this show with your friends and relatives. And Sister Rhythm is always on my case. I'm out on play her music, which is Totally not true. I just played one of her joints on our Food Fast Radio. Check us out on Food Fast Radio this Wednesday. Our special guest is Abundance Child. So we always doing something. But uh, make sure um, y'all check us out. That's going to be powerful as we continue to help people get through this fast. But um, So we're going to end the show, y'all, on some on the Sister Rhythm joint. Uh, this joint is called Cop. And uh, we'll see y'all Wednesday and then next week. Peace and blessings. And I'm so trying to find inner peace I got some frustration that I want to release I'm no criminal, so why I get harassed by police? And I'm a tax-paying citizen But all you see is that I'm black, poor, and ignorant I can't escape those police sirens I slipped up, cracked my voice, and broke silence They killed Diallo, murdered Sean Bell They get them jail cells, some cops order burn in hell There's six million stories in the ghetto we can tell But when you choke the life out of us, you make it hard to yell But bad lungs get cussed out with strange tongues These cats are high-strung, don't know where it came from No recreation, just neighborhood gang initiations More black space incarceration No youth census for these kids to participate in Meanwhile, castles are built in forms of corporation They lie straight to our faces it's the anger in our nation. C to the O to the P to the S. The job of the cops is to cause us death, interrogate, process, and make you confess for a quota or arrest is what they do 
unreal. Check the statistics. They'll build prisons quicker than schools. Seen the six distances of past we live with. You'll be asked to turn the other cheek. Stand trial because of your profile. We seek justice in the land where we're nothing but name brands. This character's embarrassing the fight, so we stay damn. We trade freedom for the same chance as everyone else. Our history means the same cards wasn't dealt. Tom tells a tale of a people with lost souls. Knocked off gold for self. Trade a wealth for a pot of gold. No help for the community. Develop self-attendency so black men in need get nothing but grief. I have no belief in these agents of change unless they unchain themselves from this system of blame. The fruit that is strange remains sweet on the inside despite the frame we're putting, the projects we were given, the objects of fiction that require close revision. How do we survive on those conditions? How do we provide so far to keep the vision? You will not see why with my ancestors disguised. And the love for each other that we can never hide. Plus discover our brothers from Latino to I and I. Every day that we try. Every day that we strive. C to the O to the P to the S. The jobs of the cops is to cause us death. Interrogate process and make you confess. For a quota or arrest is what they do best. C to the O to the P to the S. The jobs of the cops is to cause us death. Interrogate process and make you confess. For a quota or arrest is what they do yeah. best. We in a police state. They oppress and agitate. Filling quotas they create. Sergeants that are fake like synthetic acetate. Missing annihilate. Putting food on their plate. The black man's the best day. Pink plans corroborate pigs, oppression lives in community and state. It's the police in the teeth, mark of the beast. Surveillance is increased, martial law to say the least. Pick a nigga for a piece of testing force in the streets. They cheat on the beat, on the low. Worth a co-and-tail pro. Equittles to the dough, renege on furlough. You dig, they also. Rachel Prode on Rodney King. Fred Hampton Sr. murdering, stealing, dealing, overseer puppeting. For the man that pulls the strings and leads to flavoring. Can get away with battering, excessive force and badgering. Political prisoner gathering, caught on tape not mattering. Investigation, the confrontation, illegal incarceration, placed on plantations for money accumulation and state accreditation. There's torture and ill treatment inside police stations. Modern day slavery, punished for our bravery. Blind to what's inside, cause they hide it like curtain drapery. It's no mystery, it's plain to see the C-O-N-spiracy, the esoteric monopoly, laws of attraction, secrecy. Combat the contradictory and stack your artillery or be the man's accessory. Stop the buffoonery. Solution has no apathy. It's the Marcus Garvey Cavalry, RBG-style armory. Eliminating savagery after ever happily. Revolution, absolution, alleviation. 